What up, this is Jason Mewes, and you're listening to Nashcast up in this piece. Snoots to the Nooch! I don't know if it was deliberate or not, but every time she said something that had an R in it, it would roll a little bit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, not like that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a butler. I'm rich. I'm going to go and find treasure. Not for anyone else, just for herself. Not even for a museum, the selfish bitch. I am broke, but I thought, fuck it, I am having a picture with Sigourney next to a power loader, and I'm going to be... Well, let's, uh, let's bid everybody adieu. Or adieu. Or whatever they're saying is. <laughs> Have a Jew. A Jew? Have a Jew. Do you want a Jew? Dino DNA. <laughs> but we're not really. We're not really at all. And do you know why, Adam? Why? Because everybody's fucking talking about it. Hello everybody, um, I'm, y'all know me, I'm going to start every podcast <laughs> with that, y'all know me, and for those of you that don't, if this is the first time you've ever listened to the, to this uh, two-bit operation, welcome. I'm Scott, yes, and once again, joining me for many, many times, many, many, many. Adam, how you doing? Hello. Very good. Excellent, and... Uh, in this episode, episode fifty-nine of Nashcast, mm, we're um, we're going to be talking about Dino DNA. Dino, <laughs> Dino DNA. <laughs> but we're not oh, really, we're not really at all. And do you know why, Adam? Why? Because everybody's fucking talking about it. Mm, I liked it. Now, now, right? Don't get me wrong. It, it's no doubt it's a good film, but I, literally all week it's just been fucking Jurassic World, and if not that, what's the um, what's the other one? Game of Thrones. And oh, I've not watched. Um, I need to watch the next five. So I don't know what's happened yet. Everyone's taught I'm avoiding it as much as I can. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm still halfway through season four or something, uh, or towards the end, I think. But I mean, I'm not that much of a fan, much to uh, a lot of people's um, upset, but. Uh, the, the the other reason that we're not doing um, Jurassic World and dinosaurs and all that kind of stuff is because, as Nashcast, one of the pinnacles of, of it is that we do what everyone else is not doing. So everyone's talking about Jurassic World and all that kind of stuff, and we're not going to. And like no. I said, that is a pinnacle of Nashcast. Nash, 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 yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. It's the pinnacle of the podcast. And... Uh, <laughs> It's the pinnacle of the penitent man that kneels before God. <laughs> and if you don't lose, kneel, you don't kneel before God, then you might lose your head. <laughs> and if you lose your Very head, if you lose your head, how are you going to slap a woman? Oh, oh what's wrong? Did you have you have you seen that interview when he's talking about it's okay to slap women? No, who yeah. says that? Uh, Sean Connery, like decades ago, he re- wow. he originally took the pose. He was just like, "Yeah, it's okay to slap a woman," and then like a couple of decades later or whatever, he was um, 
in, getting interviewed by some chick and she was just like, you know, you, do you remember saying this? He was like, yeah, sure, I remember. And, uh, and before she even got to finish the next question, he was like, and I still stand by it. <laughs> and she was like, it's okay to slap women. He's like, well, yes. And he went on to explain that no matter like what you do as a guy, they just won't stop. You can apologize, admit that you're in the wrong, vow to never do it again, um, you know, pour your heart out, cry, whatever, but they won't let it go. With the women, right. they, they've got to have the final word in there, and you know, even once you've gone like, you know, I'm sure I won't do it again, they just, uh, they either give you the silent treatment, um, which is just as bad, or they just like, you know, they just keep going at you and being like, yeah, it's not good enough, and yes, you're sorry, and stuff. they have to have the last word. And he thinks that when he gets to that point, sometimes they need a bit of a slap to uh, put them in their place. <laughs> I got a guideline. If, like, bitch slaps me in the face, bitch getting slapped back. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I don't think it's like, if a girl hits me, then, yeah. you know, that's, A, that's not very feminine anyway, if a girl, like, went for you. Then I think, <laughs> you know, you get slapped by a girl, you give her a slap back. Yeah. Equal rights you know? and all that. I think, yeah. I, I think Sir Sean Connery is on something here. I and... think Sean Connery might have taken too far <laughs> if he's just having a, an a discussion and he's like, <laughs> I don't believe. He just, you know, slap. That might, yeah, that's probably a bit much. But... Yeah, I mean, I can see where he's coming from, but I think it should be maybe less of a less of like an open palm or a, a backhand and more of a clenched fist to the gut or something. <laughs> Please. <laughs> derailed this gaming <laughs> podcast in four minutes this is yeah. brilliant and well and this is um I'm, I'm glad we kind of like covered that ironically enough but that is another pinnacle yeah of what nash cast is about humor yeah. it's uh not to be taken too seriously it's a fucking laugh and most things are generally a joke so if you want serious professor tyrese's class is just down the hall <laughs> or whoever that fucking guy is. Who is that? I don't know. I just remember now from Indiana Jones. He's just like, archaeology is about fact, not truth. If you want truth, it's somewhere down the hallway or something. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a joke. I, I don't think... Uh, I think if uh, if you're in one of those um, uh, relationships with one of those... I, I tend to hear about it more in America. You know those women which literally shout and... They kick off with the smallest thing and they're punching and kicking their boyfriend or whatever. Cause they, Fighting. Yeah, and stuff like that. Then I, self-defense at some point has to come into it. But I mean, I, I can't I can't ever see myself just slapping Stace over an argument, even when she just she has to get the last of it. out of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, close your cunt. And then I would regret that so much. Oh, but you would. Yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so we try and talk about something that the majority of people aren't talking about, and uh, and we just try and have a laugh doing it. So don't get too gaming. serious. Yes, yeah. gaming. We uh, we in the last few days we've had E three. E three. E three. E three. Do you think EA like kind of get off on that every year because they're like ha the 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 one the one digit of two uh, in the name is like the the initial of their franchise too E. <laughs> what do you think no no this episode is going to be sponsored by bombardier burning gold bombardier let's crack this bad boy open yeah so um e3 that's do you want to do like a summary or should we just dive straight into it it was a it was um for me i've watched e3 probably since i don't know 2005 
probably the last 10 years I've always tuned in every year for E3 and this year by far for me this is for very personal reasons but was probably the best one in the last 10 years for announcements um, and certain games which people have hoped would be announced for years and it's become a bit of a one of these things now that like oh such as they always promise they're going to announce this game and it never happens well this year they did that and they announced three games which people i'll talk about it in a bit but there's three games that people have been waiting for and they announced them and it was pretty mad yeah I, it was a pretty good e3 i think microsoft was the better of the three conferences well there was five conferences but the microsoft conference was really good it had a ton of exclusives um well, lots of new games it was a really good conference and yeah let's start with them yeah well, let's um we narrow it down to the uh the we're just gonna do microsoft and we're gonna do and we're gonna do the playstation one and then just briefly a little bit on ubisoft and ea because um, yeah. they're the four main ones really but the main two yeah microsoft the biggest thing which you loved because you've got an xbox one is star wars battlefront no, well, yes, but the biggest <laughs> thing that they announced oh, sorry. their console, which the fans went apeshit about, oh, and you loved. Yeah, coming the end of the year, being able to um, play... Back compatibility. Your, yes, playing your 360 games on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know it, then I'm glad that we got to announce that for you. So That's a big, big deal, because there's so many people that have their Xbox Ones and their 360s, and they're having to turn their 360s back on just to play... The old games, where everyone knows if it was backward compatible, most people wouldn't bother keeping their 360. What's the point? It's just Absolutely. taking up room, taking up space. It is. Um, I, I, for one, was quite glad about it. I mean, I, I, I got super excited when I heard about it, and I thought to myself, okay, so I get to pack away the 360. That frees up a little space, like you just mentioned, yeah. and I get to play all my games. And I was super excited, and then a couple of days later on, I was reading something at work, I think, and there was a couple of people who were just like, I don't get the big deal because if I want to play a 360 game, I just play it on my 360. And I was kind of like, well, all right. That's not the you, point. You've, yeah, I was like, they have kind of got a point there, but um, it's just like a, it's a lazy, um, nice perk to have of just being able to throw the 360 disc in the Xbox One. And, uh, and no, the thing is, you, the what you just said, I want to be able to play my games, right? You have been yeah. an avid buyer of microsoft since the 360 came out and all those games that you've paid microsoft for yeah what right do they have to not allow you to play those games that you've bought on another con you know it's it's silly it's they should have done this a long time ago it's a great announcement but you've paid money for those games yeah oh, i think, it, think blew... it would be very easy for them to run they figured they said they figured out a way of doing it i think they were just covering their track they could probably do it from day one and they just didn't want to do it for whatever reason i, I think they had it in mind to do it i mean let's let's be honest it blew sony out of the water because sony promised that uh, there'd be back compatibility with the playstation 4 from the get-go and that's still not happened and as far as i'm aware still no announcement i think like microsoft were just like yes backward no, back yeah they're actually saying and sony was just like um what? It's only saying they can't. They physically, they were shocked when uh, Microsoft announced it because no, <laughs> no, no company likes one to get one up on the other, and they were genuinely shocked when they figured out how to do it. And Sony have said, "Look, we genuinely, we don't yeah. think we can do it." I'm gonna just like I want to. I'm gonna throw out a bit of a disclaimer out there. As much as I'm one of those uh, people that's in the middle, where I'm just like, uh, if you've got a console, one or the other, cool. I generally don't sit there and be like, oh no, Xbox is better than PlayStation or the other way around or whatever. Um, although I do have my personal preferences, but 
for this specific episode, I will like have a, a bit of a gloat, which I'm about to do right now. And as I've said, I think Sony um, was completely caught off guard with a lot of things and a lot of the announcements lately. And I don't think they, I don't think they were prepped enough or prepared enough um, at all for this compared to the Microsoft announcements. I don't think Sony's like um, competed with them at all this year. No, I think they've run away with it. I mean, we look at this list here. So the exclusives during this conference, which came up, these are the the, the games that came up from Microsoft. Gears of War 4, fantastic. Uh, Fable Legends, Stace will be all over that, the next Ooh, Fable game. yes. Sea of Thieves, that looks a bit weird. That's a new game by Rare. I love Rare. They're one of my favorite developers. They did like GoldenEye, Banjo-Kazooie, like classic. Go away, Aaron. <laughs> oh she'll kill me for that um forza 6 um you know every year you're going to get a new forza um they announced i think this is really stupid they announced a new i don't know if you saw this a new controller for xbox one it's called the elite controller oh, how original and it's 140 quid dude it's it's they're targeting it at people who want to be able to customize and do certain things with the controller, like move the trigger fingers and it gives you like, oh, it's just stupid little things. Like apparently it gives you more control and you can do certain things with the triggers. It's for people that play Call of Duty and people that want maximum control and like um, sensitivity on their controller. They're allowing you to change all the buttons and move stuff around, but it's 140 quid for a controller. I think that's pretty shit. It's um, a small gimmick, but that obviously I would so have people no will be into that. In. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, a lot of like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even surprise me if over half of the Call of Duty players alone will be into that and looking at getting that. Yeah, so, um, and also Halo Five um, was a big, it, it, you know they they've got some big games coming out this holiday, um, which Sony don't have exclusives wise. I mean they've got Halo Five, they've got Forza Six. They've got the new Tomb Raider, which I'm. It's it's okay because I've, I said to you I'm going to get an Xbox One in November when Battlefront launches, so I can mm. play with you. Um, but I'm a big fan of the Tomb Raider games, and Microsoft very cleverly have acquired the rights to the new Tomb Raider game. Yeah, well, um, they did so promise from the get go that they would have a, a lot more exclusive rights this time compared to. Yeah, Sony. well, it's it's a bit weird. It's a timed, a timed exclusive, so they haven't yeah. said how long they're getting it for. But, you know, either way, um, even if they have it for a few months, it's coming out in November and it's coming out on Xbox One first. And they showed that at the conference, which looked great. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a really good conference from Microsoft. Gears of War, Gears of War 4 looked great. I sent you that clip. It looked nice, didn't it? Yeah, and they're just calling it Gears 4 now, as I understand Gears it. Gears 4. Yeah. It's dark. Um, it, I, I don't know much about it, to be honest. I don't know if... Because uh, somebody... I saw a couple of comments and somebody mentioned something about it's like um, a retelling of the original story, which I was just like, that doesn't make any sense to me because I don't know why they would do that. It just no, it's set be... after Gears 3. Um, right, yeah, they're probably getting confused with Gears of War Ultimate, which is a remake of the first game that's coming out in September. Why? Wow, I said that? Mm, okay, whatever. They've, um, they've redone Gears of War 1 in HD. They've upscaled it to 1080p for Xbox One. They've improved the graphics. Hmm. Um yeah, it's called Gears of War Ultimate, and with all the multiplayer, that's coming out in September. Maybe they're getting confused with that. 
Probably. Gears of War yeah. 4 is a standalone story set after three with new characters from what I can tell. There was only I, I did enjoy the trailer that I watched. There was only one bit of it where I was like, Yeah, they should probably fix that. And it's a really tiny thing. And I had this issue with um the uh, all the Splinter Cell games. Mm. Like if they want to hide because it, like the trailer is very dark and you know lots of shadows and stuff like anything could jump out and make you go Whoa! and yeah they've got like these lights on their shoulder bits which are just like mm-hmm. really bright blue so like in theory if you're trying to hide and be stealthy you're quite visible and i always had that issue with the splinter cell stuff like whenever you're hiding and somebody's casually walking by and as long as you're in the shadows you can be seen yet you could be wearing like um the night vision goggles which have a bright green bulb for some reason at the end of it or whatever or you're just shining bright green lights and like these people just can't see you and that for me has always been um only a minor issue but as we've discussed before with various games, I felt like it took me out of the game somewhat because That's... if you're walking down an alleyway and you see, you're going to see a bright green light behind a rubbish can and be like, oh, what's that? Oh, there's somebody there. Yeah, that's what excites me about the new consoles because back with the older games and the older machines, the architecture and the memory and stuff, they probably couldn't put as much information into the AI of the computer control players as much as they wanted to. Now they've got all this extra horsepower. Hmm. Um, I think like artificial intelligence will become a lot better because yeah it does it's annoying when it takes you out the game like that like yeah it's really stupid like it, it, it does take you out of it i think ai I, I would rather have like i said i'd rather have a game that played really well and the ai was like impeccably good than people moaning about oh the graphics don't look as good i, I will take gameplay strong gameplay over amazing looking game any day all right, this is, um, while we're at it, this is, I felt, one of the issues with um, uh, Batman Arkham mm, uh, Origins. Right. Because, like, everybody, I, th- I think it's pretty much unanimous that everybody who's played the, the franchise, the series, uh, being Origins, it's Asylum, the one, right? and, um, yeah, Arkham City. Arkham City was just like, it was a lot, I think it was more ex- expensive as far as the actual open world of gotham um and it looked great i think and and like every, all the missions all the side missions and i got like uh god knows how much um game time out of that and like the story alone and because i went and did the side missions as i went it took me a long time to complete and i'm not like most people out there where they just want to get in do the story and then do the side missions and be done with it to get achievements whatever i like to try and make it last as long as possible but i finished origins in one night i remember because i was working nights at the time and we when we got it i had to stay up that night to get into the the night routine sleep during the day etc and we bought it came home stays went to bed i stayed up to play it and i finished it within a matter of hours uh, i think you were yeah i think because we um i remember that night because you we had your oh yeah phone. i got you to yeah, put yeah. your phone on on facetime and I, I was watching it for a few hours but then i fell asleep <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that was awesome and that was uh and it, it was a fun game i did enjoy it but yeah i finished it like within a few hours and sure there were some side missions and stuff to do but i felt that because they were going for the graphic side of it they were trying to always try to improve that and that took a lot of what they could have done with extra missions and they could have kept to the scope of art because Arkham City looked great. I had no problems with the way that any of it looked or, you know, the environment, the weather, Harley, Joker, they all looked great. The cutscenes looked great. 
everything that's brilliant about that. They could have stuck with that. Yeah. Had a game as big as Arkham Knight when they did Origins, but because they went for the graphics, it downscaled the size of the game, so they couldn't do as much. And I gotta say, a big fuck you to everybody who's like bitching about uh, the all the most of the announcements for like next gen consoles because that's the era that we're in now. And for mm-hmm. those people that you know can't afford a new console or don't want to get a new one for whatever reason, whatever, fine, that's their choice. And if they can't afford it, that sucks. But you know cut back on a few other things, save up some cash and get one. But it's like, we we shouldn't be... Then this is why, uh, this is what annoyed me about last year's E3. They were like, oh yeah, we're doing this game and that game and this game and stuff. And it was all kind of okay, or the expectations, I guess, went up a little bit. But then they were still completely downscaled because they were made, uh, to, well, they were developed to be made for all consoles. So like the Xbox 360, PS3, Xbox One, PS4. So it wasn't yeah. anywhere near as good as it could have been. Whereas now, you look at something like Battlefront, that is obviously next gen uh, specific. They, 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 there's no way they're going to like downscale that, or whatever, for 360 users. And it annoys me when I see people bitching about that. And it's just like get in the real world. That's just the way that evolution goes. When things went to DVD, sure, videos were around for a little while, but then they they quickly disappeared. Mm-hmm. I'm sure 360 and PS3 games will fizzle yeah. out hopefully in the next one or two years because looking <clears> at the numbers that people have bought PS4s and Xbox Ones, it seems a ton of people have them anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't want to keep getting, yeah, I don't want to have to the games be sacrificed because yeah, out on P- if, if, if a game is coming out on PS3, Xbox 360 and PS4 and Xbox One, all they're going to do is upscale um, the resolution to make it look a bit better on PS4 and Xbox One, but the gameplay is going to be restricted because it's yeah. on the other consoles. Absolutely, and I I think we're at that point now where it's been like well just over a year and a half since the Xbox One came out. Um, we they should be focusing on all these games, which obviously they you know a lot of the ones that they announced or showed extra stuff for like the the um the Tom Clancy games etc. Which we'll go through in a minute. Um, they should be trying to you know maximize the potential. Fuck yeah. the 360 and PS3 at this point. I'm sure they can still bring out games for them, but all these times... Because like, like I said to you yesterday on the phone, um, when I, I watched uh, the trailer for the God knows how many time, uh, the Battlefront one, and I was just like, I, I very rarely do it, because sometimes I want to bite back with a comment, but I don't. I, was, I thought, okay, I'll scroll through the comments, see what people are, are saying, and it was all completely good, except for one person who felt that they had to bitch about the fact that um, they felt hard done by because it wasn't going to be released on uh, the Xbox 360. Oh, well. And I just like, my my go-to thing is just like, well, fuck you, dude. Go get an Xbox One if you've got that much of a hard-on over it. I would. I would go out and get, if I didn't, if I just had a 360, you can guarantee I'd get an Xbox, Xbox One just for that one game alone. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'd play probably for like a year. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. But it's just like, people don't seem to understand. I mean, I thought that was very selfish because like, okay, you know what? Fuck the graphics that we saw in the trailer and the gameplay and everything. Let's just keep the sound really good. Let's just reduce the quality of the entire game so you can play it on Xbox 360 and the rest of us have to suffer because you can't get an Xbox One for whatever reason. Yeah, and I was, I was, yeah, so I was kind of like, fuck you, dude. Didn't say it. Just kind of muttered to myself as I do. And Stacey was like, what are you doing? I was like... So anyway, yeah, so what's next on your... So yeah, I thought Microsoft was that was a really strong conference. Um, Yes, Sony was really, really good for me this year, only because of one. Basically, just a bit of a backstory. Did you ever have a Sega Dreamcast? No. Years ago, when they came out, did not. Okay, so back in 
I can't remember when it was. It must have been like 2000 when the Dreamcast came out. There was a game on that. Have you ever heard of a game called Shemu? Mm, uh, I think I, I, I think I might. Have, I don't know anything about it, but I, th- it I think I've was, seen it about. It's in my top. It's in my top three games of all time. It's um, it's uh, it's a basically an RPG uh, set in Japan. Yeah. Um, you play a kid whose dad gets murdered at the beginning of the game, and the whole game is you having to train and learn karate and basically avenge your father's death. It's a proper old school RPG set in Japan, like very realistic. It was one of the first, when I say open world, there was lots of different places you could travel to. It was very open world. Um, it kind of defined open world games uh, because I love like Japanese culture and stuff because it was all set in Japan and it was just a really good game. And they did a sequel in 2002. Um, and then basically Shenmue 3, the Shenmue 2 finished on a real cliffhanger and you know, everyone was expecting Shenmue 3 to come out and the Dreamcast kind of died out and everyone was expecting, well, they'll just bring it out on the Xbox, you know, the original Xbox or the PS2, but it never came out. And every year, everyone's always been talking about Shenmue 3 for the last 12 years. Like, when is this game ever going to come out? And people kind of forgot about it. And the guy who originally developed Shenmue on the Sony conference came on stage and said, look, I know you guys want this so much. The only way we're going to do this is by starting a Kickstarter campaign. Um, And we want £2 million to do it. And it set a Guinness World Record. This This shows companies how much fans want a game because they would have made it. But I guess people like Sony worry that a game isn't going to make money and people aren't going to buy it. Mm. Kickstarter made £2 million in an hour and 36 minutes. Wow. Set a Guinness World Record on Kickstarter. Hmm. So for me, because it's one of my favorite games ever, getting to finish that game is going to be really cool. So that was a great announcement because every year at E3, people always, there's always whispers of, oh, maybe they'll talk about Shemu and they never do. And then he come out and announced it. And so that's a cool thing with Kickstarter, like being able to do that. And again, there's another game that fucking every E3, people that watch E3 will know about this. There's a game called The Last Guardian, which has been in development for the last 11 years. This game has been in development for. Oh, good. It's that long it's been in development. It went on PS2. They talked about it, then it was on PS3 and then it just went dark and every year everyone's like, when are they going to talk about this fucking game? And apparently, yeah, they showed it finally. They showed it this year running on a PS4. They said, oh, we had ambitions to release it on PS3, but it wasn't powerful enough to what we wanted to do. So we held it back and now we're doing it on PS4, which is fine. But it just took 10 years to actually show us something. So that was cool. Um they didn't really have any big exclusives. There's a new Uncharted game coming out. And yeah, big thing for me was the media player because Xbox One users can use USB drives to watch films. Yes. Uh, Sony were promising us an update since launch that we could watch. <laughs> stuff with USBs, and they just basically they put it up the day of E3. Um, yeah. So that's cool. I can watch all my shows and stuff now which was nice to that's, get that up there. that's pretty awesome i feel sorry for a lot of the um the playstation i mean i've i think actually i can't really think of any time where i've been let down with the xbox i only have out of everything that's happened since i've had the xbox one i've only got like one issue which everybody has the same issue but i feel sorry for the playstation guys because i think since launch sony has, has promised x y and z and consistently failed to deliver x y and z on a consistent basis yeah which is a bit of a shame, but um, 
yeah. yeah, it was it was generally it was a it was it was a good enough conference for like I think it won people over for those certain games which were people were waiting for for years and they finally announced them and stuff. It was great for yeah. people that are waiting for those games. So that was okay. Um, EA's conference, the only thing that stood out for me massively was obviously when they they showed Battlefront, which was <sighs> just uh, Jesus. I I watched the the actual um, presentation or a presentation, as some people say, last night, and it did make me laugh. My first impressions of the the speakers were interesting because you had like some that bold guy. Who went on and on? We all knew what we was talking about, and at one point, even though it wasn't live, I got to the point where I was just like, "Shut the fuck up and get on with it already." And he's all like, "Yeah, without further ado, Star Wars Battlefront." It's like, "Yes!" And straight away there was that bit of excitement. Even though it's in the trailer, I was like, "Come on!" And yeah. he walks off stage, and then this woman again, the music goes, and then this woman walks out, and I was just like, "Oh, another one." We're not just gonna see the trailer already, but she was awesome. The moment she started talking, she—I'm guessing from Stockholm or. Yeah. somewhere around that area and i really dug her accent apart from when she her ours because she would like i don't know if it was deliberate or not but every time she said something that had an r in it it would roll a little bit uh, uh yeah <laughs> but not like that uh. <laughs> but um but yeah her accent was awesome and I, was, I was just like she's got a sexy voice for someone who's into in star wars and that which was um which is cool and then yeah and then yeah, that gameplay trailer that oh. was because uh, we watched the trailer on Endor, which which was cool, but a lot of people, and even including myself, when I saw that trailer, that, like games and companies have always got tendencies to bullshit us and make a cinematic trailer, and you know full well it's not going to look like that when you play it. Yeah. But they showed in-game footage on Hoff, and it looked as good, if not better, than the footage that they showed on Endor. Absolutely. And it, and it looked like Empire. It yeah. looked like I was watching... <laughs> it looked like Empire Strikes Back. It was incredible. A lot of I saw a few comments of people saying that um, the expectations aren't as high as ever other people's because they think that they've filmed the gameplay footage and then spiced it up even more. They've not. Spiced which it. I was just like, oh, that was all in game. Yeah, I was like, even if was they, yeah, I was like, even if they have done that, it would still look fucking good, even if they, you know, um, downsized the graphics a little bit. But it won't be downsized. No. The, the way they did their video, you could tell it was. They they had to edit it in a way that they were showing it from both, both sides. sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was all in game. There's nothing they spoofed up about that. You could tell that Absolutely. was all in game. And oh my god, I can't wait. It's um, it's Just a game. My expectations even higher now. And wait until November is going to be. Well, we've waited this long. It's only another five months. Exactly. Now going like no time at all. And that's the thing. I've been waiting for this as we know since the last Battlefront game, Battlefront which two. I got. Yeah, Battlefront 2, yeah, which I got. 2004, oh my god, 11 years. And I was so happy to find out when, uh, back during one of my, uh, sort of like many Star Wars faces that I have throughout the year, one time I was just like, I wonder if they'll play on the 360. And then we both found out that it was one of the one of the few games from the Xbox that was compatible with the 360. Yeah, and you bought it and, and you I loved bought it. it. Yeah, and I still go back to it every night. I played it a couple of days ago, actually, when I was there. Uh, still great. And, yeah, I love it. It's just like, Okay, it doesn't hold up graphic-wise towards other games, but the sound is pretty awesome, and it's just I love just running around as a stormtrooper shooting the shit out of stuff. But now um, you get to play a Star Wars Battlefront game that a looks like the movies, and you can say uh, it does. It yeah. unequivocally looked like you were watching Empire when I was watching that gameplay. Mm. 
the animations look like the movies when they get hit and stuff. That looked just yeah. so realistic. The way that they all fall in like different, it's not just like a standard, oh, I got shot, I fall over in a particular way. They're just, they seem to be different mechanics. Yeah, with everybody. you're basically getting the, battle, the battlefront that you love, but now it's got to a point where it looks like the movies that you grew up on. Oh, I just, yeah. I love that. Dice are just such a good, when I heard they were developing it, Dice, who did Battlefield, I was just like, this is in good hands. They're a great developer. They're a great multiplayer. They've got a great engine, Frostbite. Frostbite's a great engine. And I'll tell you what, that um, looks way better than Battlefield, in my opinion. Whatever they've done to the engine, they must have spruced it up a bit. But that engine, that looks way better than Battlefield. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Everything about it, I can't wait to... um... I just can't wait to get my hands on it, and the even like the survival mode as well. I don't think you will play anything else for months. I really probably don't. not. No, I would just quite happily like. I mean, I, I like the multiplayer side of it, where uh, apparently there's like you can play against uh, you know the CPU, uh, or the AI, as opposed to just constantly. Uh, it's not it doesn't have to be online. Like the survival mode, which I really enjoyed. It's just waves and waves and waves of like bad guys that you've got to just hold off either by yourself or with a co-op player um i like the sound of that i'm just hoping and obviously we've seen that from the the rebel point of view i'm just hoping there is an imperial side to that as well because i do prefer the empire yeah because i'm a bad man yeah no it's gonna be it's gonna be great um that was the massive standout for me in in the ea conference they also announced mass effect andromeda which is mass effect 4 Stacy, um, when she she got super excited when she heard about this, I which would be good. Yeah, uh, if you like Mass Effect, I'm, I, I'm a fan, but I've never even finished the series, so I'm not a huge fan. Otherwise, I, I would have finished it. From what from all the games, I preferred number two. Two was and, my favorite. Yeah, I was lucky enough with three wow. that um, by the time I actually got around to it, Stace when I put it in, it was like, oh, there's updates as usual. Uh, so I downloaded them all. And it, and part of that, Different it, it ending, downloaded yeah. the actual, like, um, yeah, the altered ending. So by the time we actually got through the game and uh, got to the ending and, and whatnot, I got to experience what everybody should have experienced the first time around. And it was good. It was a nice uh, conclusion to the story. But, yeah, 2 is my favourite. Um, I don't know much about the, the new one. I'm assuming it's, like, going to be different different characters a different time or something probably set after the events of three i'm hoping mm-hmm. i'm hoping they stick clear of the, the all the characters that we uh, know and come to love like gears gears 4 they're introducing new characters there might probably no doubt be a reference to marcus phoenix or anyone else but um yeah bringing new characters i like it when 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 they do that in uh, certain franchises we don't need to keep seeing yeah. commander shepherd come back somehow <laughs> so that'll be good for people that like that i mean that's going to be cool um guitar hero live that looked quite cool um they're kind of really spruced up guitar hero for next gen it's um it's very clever actually i watched a we've i've always been a big fan of guitar hero and i know yeah. you like them that basically now they actually put you in the band it's really clever uh they've recorded actual footage so when you're backstage before a gig you're actually sitting there with your band and it's all uh. it's proper graphics so you're sitting there actually it's like fmv of a proper band so you're sitting there backstage with them and everyone's getting ready and you can hear the crowd and when you go on stage it's from first person perspective now you're not oh, okay. looking at stupid little 
animations of people on stage cartoony characters you are looking out on a stage cool from your perspective now this is fucking clever you should watch the demo of it on youtube when we're done here you look out in the crowd and you are looking out to sixty thousand people in a stadium wow and it's really really cool and so you start the song and the crowd are getting into it and this is really clever so your perspective is moving your head is moving and you're looking at the singer and the drummer and they're all if you're playing well Everyone, it's great. Everyone's all like with you, and the crowd are going nuts. If you start dipping a bit, it, the game knows, and you'll see like the bass player come up to you, and he'll like he'll look at the camera, like look at you, and like <laughs> the crowd will start like they'll start like not moving as much. It's really clever what they've done, um, and it really makes you feel like you're playing a gig now. Nice. And it was yeah, when I watched the videos, like stepping out on stage and seeing the crowd actually looking at you, it's very clever. And I think it's going to really put people in the game a lot more. You should check that out. Very cool. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. I, is it? Um, I mean, I I never really um, got to play Guitar Hero that much. It was more. Um, it was always more rock band style. But is it going to be the sort of uh, type of thing where when you first start off in a band, you you play like sort of local gigs where yeah, there's only so like you, 30, 40 people, and you're going to start playing pub venues. And I think you're going to get wow. to a point where it's going to build up and up and up, and you're going to end up playing somewhere the size of like Wembley Stadium in front of like 90,000 people. And oh, they film footage of that amount of people. So when you play the stadiums and you're looking out of the crowd, you can actually see all the people screaming at you. And when you're doing well, they're singing the songs back at you. Nice. And when it all starts going to shit, they start booing. Boom. Yeah, and, you can, and it's real people. <laughs> Throwing so, empty beer cans. Yeah, <laughs> so it's not actually like the old graphics where you just saw the people on stage and it was all um it was all like uh cartoony graphics this is actual people looking at you that's <laughs> awesome no, that's it the... is i don't know how they've done it but yeah. when you watch the demo of it you'll you'll be very impressed with what they've done okay what about do we know much about the uh, the the guitar itself it's the they've changed the guitar um it's but yeah so what they've done now apparently you know you used to have how many buttons in a row was it one five one, two, three, four, five. There's now six buttons, but there's a three on the top and three on the bottom. Oh, okay. So like yeah, one, yeah. two, three, one, two, three. Yeah. So six, but yeah, the way they were showing it, it looked very cool, very easy to use. Um, they've updated it a lot and they said it's a lot better. Okay. But yeah, check that out on YouTube. You'll be really, you'll be really surprised by that. That was really cool. Um, nothing else really. EA, just typical stuff like new FIFA, <sighs> NHL 16. They just showed a very brief trailer. Nothing in game. Uh, NBA, that was pretty much it. Ubisoft, some good games. The Division, they showed, which a lot of people got annoyed about because it's had a massive um, graphical downgrade since they showed it at E3 last year. That amazing footage they showed of the guy walking through the streets and he hiding behind the car, do you remember? And it yeah, was taken, yeah. But they showed footage of it and it has taken a massive hit, I think. And they admitted that they were a bit too ambitious with what they were trying to do. Mm. That's what annoys me sometimes when companies, they bring a trailer or something to E3. You know, it's one thing sprucing up a, a five-minute demo to show people. If the game isn't going to look and play like that, don't show us it like that. Yeah, because people are going to get disappointed. And so when they showed it this year, people were like, "That doesn't even look like the same game." So that was a bit disappointing. The game still looks really cool, but it's had a massive graphic downgrade. Uh, new Rainbow Six, very excited. Ah, oh, Siege, classic four on four. No, no fucking about. Just um, classic four on four. I uh, see. I yeah, I think the gameplay stuff that I'd seen was four six on, on six. Four, that's yeah, right. that's what I'd heard. It was uh, yeah, six on six. So. 
that's going to be great. Oh, Big can't wait. School. That's going to be cool. Um, new Assassin's Creed always is every year. Mm. Not overly fussed about that. Um, I lost interest after. Well, not yeah. After Assassin's Creed, I want to say three. I don't know. Whenever they start introducing it, because I liked the old going around slitting people's throats, poison dagger, and when they started introducing guns and stuff, I got. I was a bit like, man, this isn't really as fun as it used to be. And then when I saw the black flags or whatever it was, the one with pirates or whatever, and like guns galore, I was just like, ugh, can't be. Yeah. I, just, I don't like that era, and I've not. This played one's any going sense. to London, which is kind of cool. Mm, um, okay. It's going to London. It's called Assassin's Creed Syndicate. So that's coming out. New Ghost Recon. Love the franchise. Never played any of it. Very, very cool. Very co-op. Four players. Um, that's going to be good. So, yeah, typical Ubisoft conference, really. Um, oh, Activision. Yeah. One game which you, I don't think you will probably know about this because I only saw this this morning. You need to check this out on YouTube. Ooh. And everyone else does if you're Transformers fans. Activision announced a new game and everyone is talking about it. It's been the massive talk of E3 because it was a massive surprise. It's called Transformers Devastation. I've seen a trailer for it. And it's, yeah, it's very, they've gone for a, like an 80s, like the cartoon look, look, yeah, which is cool. Um, and a lot of people that played it said it's really good. Yeah, um, it's, Transformers for me, is, I mean, I'll, I'll probably, I'll have a look at it. The more details we get closer to the time, uh, or the more that gets released, could be interesting, in November, but... so same as Battlefront, so you're not going to get oh, it. Oh no, I won't be playing it for like a, a year after it's out. But I, I really enjoyed what we had with the previous Transformers game, the War for Cybertron, and then the Fall for Cybertron or Fall of Cybertron. Those games, those those games were great. They did the fact that um, they kind of stuck true to like the designs. They had like the Cybertronian looks, and uh, but you still knew who was who. And just the retelling of the story of, you know, them losing Cybertron and having to leave it, I thought was yeah. brilliant. The latest one, Rise of the Dark Spark, for the most part, a great story. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the game. Uh, my only one sort of quiz criticism with it is that I don't like the fact that they you had this storytelling, the War of Cybertron and the Fall of Cybertron, and then they linked that same continuing storyline with Age of Extinction, the film. Mm-hmm. And I felt that was completely unnecessary. They could have, if for a money type thing, they could have just created a Age of Extinction game. Mm -hmm. But instead, they uh, they decided to take a story that was working really, really well and link it to a franchise, which I believe is like suffering the more it goes on, the longer it goes. Um, yeah. And I, I think they could have done something. They could have carried, they could have done easily they could have taken any number of um, story scenarios from uh, the series itself. They could have gone on, onto the movie. They could have had the Autobots and everybody, you know, crash on Earth and whatnot, and then reassemble themselves, do a few missions to help out the uh, the local primitives, or humans or whatever, and then like have Unicron being the main threat and having to go and take him on, and whilst continuing the war against Decepticons. But no, they were just like, yeah, we're going to bring in lockdown and. Um, some stuff to do with whatever happened in Age of Extinction. I can't really remember. That's <laughs> yeah, a bit of a blur to me as well. Yeah, it was all like a bit kind of unnecessary. It was kind of cool playing as um, Grimlock for a while, but 
Yeah, certainly wasn't the best game in the franchise, and but it would be cool. And but the 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 gameplay and the story and everything that worked for a Transformers game, and I'd like to see them stick with that. But yeah, yeah. we'll see, we'll see. So that was a good, yeah, that was um, that was a nice announcement for people that like Transformers anyway. And yeah, definitely. Who else is there? Square Enix. I know Stacy would be excited. She probably. I, I saw her tweet something about Kingdom Hearts three because she's a massive fan of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, she she pre-ordered that um, back in the day when we pre-ordered the Xbox One for day it's one no, release. It's still no day. Yeah, for. and that was like every. We probably pre-ordered it like yeah about two years ago, give or take from now today. The they shouldn't 20th. allow people to pre-order until they have a set date. There's no yeah. point. Yeah, so that sucks a little bit, but, uh... but yeah, I know she's looking forward to that. They showed a bit of gameplay, which was nice. Uh, they showed a new Tomb Raider game, which looked cool. New Hitman, which is exclusive to Xbox One and PS4, which is nice. So we'll yep. get a proper next-gen Hitman, which will be good. The last game was good enough for me. Graphically, it looked pretty awesome. And... Oh, that was great. Yeah, the gameplay. This is brilliant. a follow-on from that, so yeah. but cool. purely on next-gen. So that'll be great because we won't have, to, like we said, we don't have to be <sighs> held back by the older console so it'd be interesting to see what they can do with a game like hitman on the new consoles yeah that could be great um they showed a a bullshit trailer nothing in game just a you know a cinematic but that'll be good um what else did they announce a mad max game which looks a bit meh yeah, yeah. it doesn't look really that great to be honest uh a new walking dead by telltale um the point and click ones which follows uh who's the I forget her name, the chick with the dreads and the... Oh, Michonne. Michonne? Yeah, sorry, it's actually called Walking Dead Michonne. It follows her. It's a backstory about her story, basically, which is quite cool. But we know her story. Well, it's... uh, Yeah, it's just going to... I guess they're going to cover stuff which she didn't talk about. (sighs) Fair enough. Rock Band 4. I don't really know what they're doing with Rock Band. All I know is what I saw with um, Guitar Hero. Yeah. So they've got some competition, rock band, massively. I don't know what they're going to do, but what Guitar Hero are doing is really pushing it into a new area, which is cool. Um, hmm. And a, a lot of other just little games, but those were the the main ones, really. Um, yeah, and obviously they showed a, a couple of new trailers for Batman, but that's out on Tuesday. All right, before we get into uh, Batman, um, let's do... See, I don't... I'm surprised they've taken... Now, as you, you know me, I Walking Dead my number one favourite TV show at the moment. It has been for the last, I don't know, two or three years. And I'm surprised they didn't learn their lesson with that Daryl Dixon and Marl Dixon game that came out for the 360. Oh, we don't talk about that game. That never happened. Yeah, now there's so much that they could do with the Walking Dead franchise as a game where they can just set you up, you know, where one character, you get to decide the usual stuff, you know, what you look like, male, female, name, etc. Maybe one from um, a load of pre-registered names or create your own, whatever. Um, which would be interesting from an interaction point of view, and then just drop you in like the uh, the Walking Dead world, round about the time that sort of season one began, and you know, just follow a particular storyline, come across new other survivors, and form a group, decide who gets to stay in the group or not, whatever. But just have your own experience. I think personally, I'd like to think it's going to be good, but and 
you know, when I eventually get around to playing that Daryl game, I probably won't have that much bad to say about it, despite the fact there is lots wrong with it, but just because I have that love for Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see them just create a new experience and stay a step away from the cast that you know. We don't need to see or hear their backstories. I'd rather play a game that may be a bit open-worldish in the Walking Dead universe or following a particular storyline that is your own character with a new group that you can call your own that has no connection to anybody to do with what we've seen so far in The Walking Dead. Okay. Um, I do get... You mentioned things like FIFA and stuff earlier on. I will probably at some point, uh, or maybe not until... I don't know, because I play with... I don't play many sports games and stuff online, apart from NHL. Mm. So I might end up getting NHL 16, but... How do you feel about these games that are just getting out released every single year? FIFA, Madden, NHL, rug- no, not rugby. Um, it's easy money, dude. Yeah, it's that's easy money for the company. I'm just like that, and they they hype it. The last few months, they're like, "Oh, we've made all these changes in physical." Um, uh, when like people get tackled or hit, or whatever, they're like, you know, the physical interactions are you know different and whatnot, and it's not. They're all the same. They're just like the graphics are slightly improved, if that. I mean, Craig, he he made me laugh the other day. He was playing FIFA 15, mm-hmm. and he noticed like this little glitch, which I I I'm surprised that they it didn't get noticed or that it was noticed, but they were just like, oh fuck it. He was playing um, a career mode of some sort, and the team he was um, managing was a germ a German team. And he was playing all of his game, all of his games in whatever league he was playing in, whatever was in Europe. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Now all and they had the stadiums. The stadiums looked good. They did look like how they look in Germany and other places that he was playing. Yeah. But the security, all the police, still British. <laughs> so, so you had like you know the the fluorescent vet, uh, top, which I guess a lot of cops have, but it was the the helmet thing, the egg helmet. Yeah. That us British cops still have for some fucking stupid reason. Um, yeah, and he was just like, he noticed that, and he was just like, oh, well, that's a bit odd, and again, took him out of the game a little bit, because he was just like, oh, so I'm not, I feel like I'm just playing in England again now, <laughs> and yeah, it sucks a little bit. You're always going to get these games come out every year, though, because they make so much money, like the Call of Duties and the FIFAs and the NHLs. <sighs> and the NHLs. So let's, it's... let's piss on Call of Duty uh, quickly for a second. Out of 10, how would you rate the trailer for the, the new one? Oh, it's just called. really bland. It's gone futuristic <laughs> again, and it's... Uh, Let's run across walls. Yeah, I did, it did nothing for me, really. <sighs> uh, Hasn't done anything for me for a long time, and this is where... I know a lot of people do disagree with me, but I'm just like, this is where DICE got it right, with taking the time out to come up with the Frostbite 2 engine, and took a few years out, just coming up with DLC for the other games, and uh, and even now, like Battlefield 4... We had it from I had it from day one. They brought out the four massive DLC packs for that. Mm-hmm. That's kept me that's kept me um, happy for a long, long time. Hardliner doing the same. Um, and so let's say that's what what two games in over a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean I know Battlefield Four did come out like before that because it was out a few months before the Xbox One came out. Yeah, Battlefield Four launched. Pretty much when the new consoles launched. Yeah, and so for even let's say from like after Battlefield Three, that's last two games in like something like three, four years, something like that. And Call- apparently they've been working on Battlefront since two thousand and thirteen. 
since they got the hardware for the new consoles, they started yeah. working on it. The Call of Duty, as normal, just one game every single year with nothing changed whatsoever except for um, different levels for multiplayer. Because no, I don't know why they just don't make it a multiplayer game because every single person I've spoken to back when I used to play Call of Duty, they still don't bother playing the campaign. They just get it straight into it, multiplayer, that's it. And I think Call of Duty should scrap that. Because imagine how much they could do with like extra levels or whatever if they scrapped the campaign. I know. Easy, but they don't do it. And I hate that money-grabbing side of it between them and the, the, the sports games of like, oh, we've made tiny little improvements. And they try to boast it out to be like these, these massive changes when they're not. Um, right. They can go fuck themselves. But, but yeah, yes. Batman. Oh. Mm. Oh. I was a bit disappointed yesterday. Again, when we were on the phone talking, and you said of all the reviews, there was that one kind of negative one where there was some douche like bitching about the the Batmobile. Mm. And I was kind of like, well, I'm sure you don't have to like use it all the time. I'm pretty positive that's the case. So it's like, if you don't really like it, don't use it. Apparently, a lot of the story missions it does get forced on you, but I think it's cool. We've not had. The Batmobile. I've always thought when I was playing City, oh, it'd be cool to have the Batmobile in the city and stuff. So, yeah. fuck them. It's yeah. It's the only. It's the only reviewer which is. Um... I did. It, it makes me laugh. The when you see the the gameplay footage of when he jumps into it and how it um, spoilers transforms into a, a bit of a tank or whatever. Mm. There was a while back when they showed the the Batmobile for the Batman v Superman film. Mm. And there were there were dudes complaining, being like, "Oh, it's got guns. Batman doesn't use guns." It's like he he always has. The tumbler had guns on it. He destroyed a car in the, the car park in the Dark Knight with it. Nobody mm. bitched about it then. Um, and like most of his vehicles throughout the eras of films and comics and stuff, they've had weapons. He might not use them to kill, but there are other uses for for weapons. And then this trailer came out where the Batman build turns into a tank and you see it blowing the shit out of you know various things. And again, nobody had an issue with that. And it did no. make me think that people are literally at this point just like trying to they're just trying to um just for the sake of being negative about the new film, because they have no faith whatsoever, that's what they're doing. But anyway, back on subject. So yeah, the trailer yeah, it's, looks it's currently good. at the moment it's it's there's sixteen reviews up. It's currently the highest rated Batman game yet. Of so they're, um, let's just have a look at some of them. First review, 10 out of 10. They're quote at the, the quote at the bottom. I'll just read you the quote at the bottom of the reviews because they're really short. They've put, it's the best looking game across all three platforms. More importantly, it, it delivers in every aspect you could hope for. It's challenging and engaging and expansive and enticing. It's game world. It's wholly realized and gorgeous to look at. But above all else, it tells such an incredible story in so many new and unique ways. It's impossible to ignore another company gave it 10 out of 10 it's epic it's grand it's addictive it's ridiculously good looking and it's going to be remembered for a long time a masterpiece third review 10 out of 10 rocksteady have created one of the best comic book games ever made fourth review 10 out of 10 arkham knight batman has been perfected and the end result is the best game of this console generation <laughs> until battlefront yep <laughs> uh fifth review 9.5 Batman and Rocksteady have achieved the impossible offering an amazing and unforgettable story and at the same time adding unique gameplay touches thanks to the ha ah, thanks to the perfect integration of the Batmobile nice boom yeah. Rocksteady leaves us with a love letter to the fans 9.3 IGN 9.2 the addition of tank combat 
thematically clashes with everything Batman stands for, but it's fun, and having access to the Batmobile for the first time gives us a new world of possibilities for interacting with Gotham City. Hmm. So, yeah, all the reviews are between 9 and 10, and then there's one at the very bottom that says 7 out of 10. And it's funny, because the bottom thing they put is Arkham Knight is constantly trying to justify the Batmobile's presence, forcing it upon you at nearly every opportunity. And that's the end quote they put for the review. And they gave it 7 out of 10. Still, even 7 out of 10 is pretty damn high. 7 out of 10 is still a a good review. Yeah. If I saw a game got 7, I'd be like, well, that's good. That's 7. Anything between 7 and 10 for me is worth your attention. So if that's the worst review it's got, I think we're in for a treat. Absolutely. And let's not forget, obviously, um, you know, Rockstar is... um, Rocksteady. Sorry, yeah, Rocksteady. They... They they know what they're doing with games and stuff. Were they behind? Were they behind Red Dead or was that? No, that's Rockstar. that's Rockstar, who I have massive time for because you're talking about companies who take time out. Yeah, that's the thing. That's Rockstar, Rockstar and Rocksteady both like yeah, they're on board. With, they they know what they're doing. They, they come to these sort of games, and I wish, obviously, what's done is done and can be undone. But I I kind of wish that um, either Rocksteady or Rockstar kind of got involved with Arkham Knight. But I can I can see why they did get involved after Arkham Knight because people were like, "What?" It's it's like half the game of Arkham City, and yeah, obviously people had words, and so they came in and were like, "Yep, we'll do it." Well, I like because this is the third this is the third game for Rocksteady. They they did Asylum and City, and then another company did Origins while they were working on this one. Yeah, but apparently Warner Brothers said to them. They're all about making money. They wanted them to release this on Xbox 360 and PS3. Mm. They stuck to their guns and said, this is the last game in the franchise. We want to go out of a bang, and we want to do everything that we couldn't do on the other systems. We were going to release it on Next Gen, and they had a big fight, but they pushed for it. Yeah. I wish more companies would do that. Absolutely. What are Warner Brothers going to do? No, you, you have to do it, and then they're going to be like, well, we won't make it then. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah there's you. always other projects out there. So they stuck to their guns, and we get a next-gen Batman game, and it looks, let's be honest, I mean, from what we've seen, it looks absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. There's only... I'm happy with all the the announcements that have been made so far, and the... Yeah, between Arkham Knight's going to keep me busy for quite a while, well, probably until Battlefront comes out, and then... Apparently it's a very long... It's, it's Arkham-sized long mm. with the missions, but... Someone said he spent 80 hours on it because when you finish the campaign, you get an ending, but then they tell you to go and do, basically, the, they tell you to go clean up the city. You know, like in Red Dead, when you finish the game and then you carry on and you do all the submissions and stuff. Mm. Apparently, you don't get the official ending of the game until you finish all of it. What better incentive like is that. there to, than to finish the whole lot? So that's what I've always, that's great. I've always enjoyed that about the games with like the side missions with the uh, the other minor cat, the bad guys and stuff, and the riddler the, missions. Oh, the riddler missions, love them, piecing it all together and stuff. I, I, it's, it's a great franchise. So yeah, I think that will. To be honest, I think that game will last you four or five months just by playing a bit here and there. I think that will last you till battle. So yeah, never, dude. Just think, man. We we are so lucky this year. We get Battlefront in November. And we get episode seven in December. Mm. Oh my god, <laughs> this is a good year. It is, yeah. I had a had a weird conversation at work the other day with um, where we watched the Battlefront trailer, and the guy that was training us, he started going on about episode seven, like see what 
you know, if we were, if we were excited about it, whatever. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, cool. And then he started talking about the droid. Is it B eight T eight or whatever his name? B eight, I think. Something like that. Yeah, and the one that just rolls around. And I knew where he's going with this. And I was just like, yeah, I already know this. And cause he was just like, it's not CGI. It's all real. And the girls there were quite impressed. And they're like, oh, really? And he looked at me and he was like, you knew that? And I said, yeah. And he said, you don't seem excited about it. And I was like, not really. I was like, with the droids that we've already got, which are bound to be in it, R2 and 3PO, I was like, do we need another droid? Does it need to be rolling around the way that it does? Why can't it just be another droid, like another R2 unit or something? Why does it have to be rolling around? And I was like, I personally... It's the only one negative thing that I've got to say about like what we've seen so far with all the trailers that I think it's just a bit of a gimmick that's been dropped into it the way that Jar Jar was. Because I was just like, there's no other reason for it. Because, you know, everybody who, you know, young or old, who knows Star Wars, knows 3PO and R2 and the kind of interactions that they have, more than enough is enough to entertain the kids. You don't Maybe need... R2's going to get killed off. The what? Maybe they'll kill off R2. Oh, man, no, keep R2, 3PA. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, it could explode. It's been a long fucking time, that little bit of can. <laughs> he has, yeah. So, yeah, damn, maybe they will. You never know. Maybe. They, they could kill off anybody, and it would be kind of... I mean, Harrison Ford, was, he's been trying to kill off Han Solo for decades. They could kill off Han, they could kill Chewie, they could do what they want. That's what happens. It's like they, the Millennium Falcon lands and hands like Chewie were home. And he's taken out by a rookie stormtrooper. He yeah, finally he shot something. Someone. <laughs> uh, no, that's going to be great. So we're very lucky. It's it's going to be a great year. I think if there was some, um, uh, apart from like what we're already going to get. What would you like to see in a future game uh, based on like what we've seen that the, the next generation consoles can do? What would you like to see game-wise? If I could have any game made, like a remake... Uh, I'm selfish, so... Are you talking about a brand new IP? Like a new franchise or a game... Doesn't have to be. Seen before, which would be great on the next. Can gen. be something similar, either yeah, whatever you want, either a reboot or a remake, but up to date or something similar to what we might have like played before. Because I've got a couple in mind. So I would want a, I would want a couple or two specifically come to mind. Just being really selfish, but I'd want a, a new Matrix game. Oh, Matrix, which, yes. Uh, which would just, oh my God, you just imagine with the next gen what they could do with that. And 100%, we've covered this before, 24 game. Yeah, absolutely. Next gen 24. Um, and I don't know what else, really. Those two, but they're remakes. New games, I don't know. I'd like to see, and they're both kind of open world-ish, and I'd like the option for it to be like you can... Do it online, multiplayer, but if you want to, you can close it off and just do your own thing. But yeah, open world, as much as open world as, as you can, but one in Star Wars universe, um, which they have, they did it on the PC. There was a massive online multiplayer game. Um, the Old Republic. Yeah. Oh, that too. Yeah. Where you get to pick your, your person. I would what? like that on the Xbox One and PS4 if they could port that. That would yep. very easily, that game's been out for like, Three oh. years now, they could easily oh, port it's been that. A long, oh, the, well, the Old Republic or the Old Republic has been yeah. PC game. Uh, I'd like that on. I would dip into that because it's just like nice yeah. the Old Republic. I'd I'd hundred percent dip into that. I'd like something like that, or even if it was um, 
set round about, I don't know, let's say sometime between, for argument's sake, sometime between Jedi and the new film, I could quite easily um, see a game like that. Oh. And also, they've done it again online PC-wise, massive multiplayer online game, but one at the DC Universe game. I'd love to see something like that, where you get to create your own character, and you can kind of decide which hero or villain to kind of follow. Have you not played DC Online? No. Is it not on Xbox One? No. Oh, it's exclusive to PC and PS4. Then. Yeah, yeah, it's my, very cool. My PC, very cool. I don't think my PC would ever like would have been powerful enough to to run it, and so I never did get around to it, unfortunately. But the cinematics that I watched for it and the the DLC that was always because that's the thing, it was always games that were getting updated with you know new missions and and storylines and stuff, and I think they could quite easily do that. And like I said, even if it was just me playing by myself, imagine the interaction you can have with all the you know going to different planets, different markets different cantinas and stuff and the interaction you can have with just the computer in the star wars universe i don't need to be running around with like 80 other players that are just see this is like something that annoys me with the multiplayer side of it and i can give you a perfect example i was playing i've been playing a bit of gta 5 lately on the 360 and i've just been going through the storylines uh i played it for like two straight days when i was mm-hmm. off during the week got one achievement and I found out that a lot of them are to do with online stuff. So I was like, okay, before, you know, this morning after I tidied up the car, I was like, I'm going to, I'll play a bit online. Got bored real quick because it's very, it's not like you can just, you play online as your own character and you can run around, you can kind of run around do your own jobs, but you kind of start off in a group. And mm-hmm. if fuckers want to run off to their own thing or they just drop out or whatever, you end up by yourself. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind that. So I'm running around, I'm trying to do a couple of jobs, I've got my outfit, I've gone through kind of like the online tutorial, and within the first eight minutes, I got bored because there was just some fire. All I've got is a pistol mm. and a little bit of cash. I could maybe upgrade to an assault rifle or a shotgun or something, but you got fuckers that have been playing this game since like day one, and they're just driving around in this big, um, like, you know, maxed out vehicle with like rocket launchers and stuff, just blowing the shit out of everybody and killing everybody for the sake of doing it. And yeah, it's they, no fun. they get rewarded with various points for doing it. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool for them. But it was so boring for me. After that, literally, I spawned. And I was on my way to a location to do a job and got taken out from like out of nowhere. And I was just like, fuck, I can't be bothered with that. Because that's all it would be. Eight hours of that. I was like, how boring would that be? I can't even get to the location to do a job, to get some money, to upgrade weapons, whatever like that, because I keep getting killed. And um, I don't like how games are, are forcing this this multiplayer side of things onto you, like Titanfall. Seemed like a good concept, but I had no interest in it because it literally it's just all online. Yeah. And could you online. imagine? Could you imagine like me getting that now and playing it? I, I'm on, I would be going online like completely fresh as a rookie. Kids. Yeah, against everybody who's fucking pro at it. And there's no fun in that whatsoever. So I don't. That's my one problem with most games these days where they're forcing the multiplayer side of it on you and I'm like what about all the people out there that just want to play by themselves I just thought of another game which I know you would be 100% down for you know on the store on the 360 I think they do it on Xbox One and PS4 where they re-release games um, HD remakes for like 15 quid or something like a 10 or a 15 quid a HD remake I would pay good money for LucasArts to give me a HD remake on Xbox One and PS4 of X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Oh, I yeah, would fuck pay yes. good money to play a HD remake of that. 
Apps. Oh man, they could do so much with that. They don't even need to spice it up that much, the graphics. Just overhaul it a little bit, bring it yeah. up to date slightly, and put it on the store as like a £10 download. I would buy that. I'd like to see that. They were working on it, a game which was kind of going to be an up-to-date version of X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter, but during the transition between um, you know, Disney, uh, they just scrapped a lot of the games that were in production. And that sucked, because that X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter was such a good game, especially the expansion, uh, Balance of Power, where... One they, of your favourite Star Wars games. It, it is, and, they introduced, and, and because they introduced the Super Star Destroyer as well. Oh my God. And like, I shit you not, I was, I played as, um, I think it was a TIE Advance, and it was like the quickest TIE Fighter available, and I literally, I took off all my shields and all my weapons, and I redirected all of the power to the engine, so it was maximum boost, maximum, like the only thing that could catch up with you was an A-Wing, if that, and it still took me like 5 minutes and 41 seconds or something to clear a Super Star Destroyer from the back to the front. It's a big fucking ship, but yeah, it was a great, it's a great campaign. And when they show up, and you've got to try and take one of those, as if taking out a star destroyer was fucking bad enough. They bring in the super star destroyer, but yeah, they could quite easily do a new game like that. And hopefully, maybe over the course of time, we will eventually see something like that. Anything to do with like Lucasarts, whatever, any Star Wars game, and it would be awesome. And I've been thinking about it a lot over the last uh, couple of years because I. I'm not that much of a big fan, but... And this is where I stand. I'm like, fuck Lara Croft. Bring back Indiana Jones. Yeah, give us a new indie. That's what I... And, and most of the games that did come out were generally like only on PC, which was cool. But they've not had an indie game for a long, long time. And I prefer indie in the era and the puzzles and stuff, the, the relics to find. Lara Croft, I don't know why, but I, it's got nothing to do with Angelina Jolie. I've, I've never liked Lara Croft. I can't stand the British... Over the top, big boobs, and ooh, I have a butler. I'm rich. I'm gonna go and find treasure, not for anyone else, just for herself. Not even for a museum. The selfish bitch. Oh yeah, I'd happily play. Like if they come out and said we're gonna re- we're gonna release um, a retelling of Raiders Temple and the Last Crusade on Xbox One and PS4, and you get to play through the games, I'd be down with that. Yeah, anything. Oh, that would be good. You get to play through the original three games. Yeah. Yeah, give me that. Yeah. But it won't happen because companies just don't think they would make a lot of money on something, even though there would be a big fan base for it. They're just, you know. Who knows? With with Disney kind of, you know, leading the uh, the, the boat, maybe maybe they will eventually do something. Maybe. Uh, I mean, well, George Lucas was sat on Star Wars for so long, it's just like, no, I'm not going to do any more. Because uh, he got raped for Jar Jar Binks, but then like look at it, the moment Disney took over, it's just like it's going to be film after film after film, and uh, they've got no reason to not do that with games as well. So, although it wouldn't surprise me if they've already got plans in the works where they're going to do not games based on the movies, but like games that coincide with the sort of like, release date of the movies, very much like Battlefront episode. Well, 7. I mean that's great releasing Battlefront November twenty sixth, and then episode 7 december 15th i mean we're going to be hyped up for star wars just by playing battlefront and then the movie comes out you're you're super hyped for the film yeah so that's a great market in releasing it about the same time just before the movie it's a great great shout yeah so yeah battlefront the other thing i was going to mention earlier on that i forgot was um i remember you showed me these uh the stats for um battlefront in comparison to battlefront 2 
And it's just like Battlefront 2. Oh, it had like 30 multiplayer levels or whatever, and this many heroes and characters and all that kind of shit. And I don't it's, care. It's downscaled a lot. There's like six maps or whatever, and uh, not as many heroes. And I'm just like, you know what? It looking as good as it is, I couldn't care less. I will quite I'll, happily I'll just take play. eight maps. I'll take eight maps, yeah, like Hop, yeah. Endor, Tatooine. Tatooine. I'll, I'll take eight really good fine. maps like what we've just seen with with um with Hoff and slightly less characters and no single player campaign any day of the week. Now yeah, that absolutely. I've seen it played, yeah. I'll take that. Well, I'll take what I've seen. Yeah. A compact version of that. Give me that. I don't care. Yeah. And like I said, if you want like the single player side of it, you've got the survival mode. And they did say now that's, there's only two that we know. With there's the obvious multiplayer, like um, you know, objective based one, like we saw on Hoth, where Imperials you've got to try and get the Walker to the shield generator or whatever. Rebels you've got to stop them. There's going to be um, the survival mode as well. But they did say there's like a whole. I can't remember how many exactly, but they said there's a whole bunch of different modes. You're probably going to have you've got your objective based one. You're probably going to have some sort of conquest type. Um, oh yeah, you will. Yeah, uh, your standard, no doubt, team deathmatch is probably going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they'll introduce a couple of new sort of um, objective-based or just new kind of like uh, multiplayer modes as well. But ah, oh, you know, of all the games coming out this year or in the next two years, Battlefront is the one I'm looking forward to the most. Followed very closely, depending on like what mood I'm in. They're both kind of joint number two is Arkham Knight and Rainbow Six Siege. Mm. Those are the three top games that I just I can't wait for. Everything else can take a back seat. Are you picking up Arkham next week? Um provided I get payment of some sort, either yes. I should be getting my deposit back from that what what we what we're gonna get back of it um from when we moved, hopefully soon. Um, but yeah, the moment that that comes back, then it might. If it's not next week, it might be the week after. It depends how they pay us. I know that will probably be a fucking check. Yeah. Which, if that's the case, then yeah, it'll be like in a week's time, a week after it comes out. But still, I get a massively discounted rate, which is fine. So yeah, it'll be in the next week and a half that I'll be uh, getting that, and I'll just be saving up for. About our fun because not only because no doubt same as every other game we're not only going to have just the game to buy there's going to be no doubt the season pass I'll buy it all for the I'll DLC and stuff yeah so I'm just going to be like saving up for that towards that and give me all uh, of it everything else so yeah okay so anything else game wise quickly before I just uh, close it off with the last uh, five minute question no no I think we've covered pretty much everything that stood out for me free. Um, it's a shame Craig wasn't in on this one really to have a chat about Halo because he's more of a, a fan about the whole franchise than us and it'd be interesting to see what he well, thinks uh, about Halo 5. But There will be time next time when we do actually get you guys together we'll be able to kind of break the episode up a little bit. We'll like have a section where you guys can talk about your Halo stuff and then we'll go into other stuff, uh, other subject matter. Um, that being said, yes, yeah, so E3 generally very successful um i'd say definitely probably one of the most successful um conventions they've had in the last few years i'd say yeah so yeah at some point you and me will do uh, another maybe we'll do a, an arkham knight chat at some point down the road yeah when well, everybody's pick, whenever I'll pick yeah it up in the next 
in the next week or two. I'm not going to wait for it. Um, I'll pick that up and then we'll maybe... We'll have a chat about it when the hype's died we'll, down. We and... hammer it both for maybe the next month, the next four weeks, and then we can have a, a non-spoiler chat about it. Yeah. We'll wait till everyone's not talking about it, and then we'll we'll have a chat. And then we've got, um, I need to schedule in at some point, a chat with yourself and good old Chase Walton over in the US of A. Yeah, musical Florida. kind of We're gonna, chat. Yeah, That'll he's be fun. got some stuff that he wants us to check out, and then... I plan on said hearing being like, oh, welcome to Nashcast with music, and then let you guys just talk for an hour. And then, because <laughs> I won't probably have gonna, much to say. We're going to have a Comic Con one at some point, I'd imagine, when yep. we get back from Comic, which isn't long now. We have three weeks, give or take, uh, just over three weeks, and then, actually, yeah, it's, actually it's, about, it's about a month away, oh, give or take. today. Yeah. So today. we're going to do that, and then, obviously, we'll carry on with. Uh, uh, with Sean as standard. I mean, there's so many people, so many like people at the moment that we've got going on. That's all crazy. So, what was my five minute question thing? Yeah, what were you going to close off with? Wasn't Walking Dead related? Oh yeah, Walking Dead. It was. So next year, we've got obviously we've got Comic Con, and then nothing for the rest of the year, as I understand. Oh, it. we've got this new convention. We have, yes, the Walker Stalker Con. Yes, finally, so I'm excited. Finally. Oh, for years of seeing it left, right, and center on uh, on Twitter, because some of the people I follow, uh, the guys from Comic Book Men, they go like to uh, three to five of them every single year in America, because obviously they go around the other country and um, we get one. Yeah, and for the first time ever, and it's in. February, I believe. Uh, Originally it was in January, but it's nice in Feb. And yeah, it's like I'm going. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I was looking at the list. I can't remember who. I don't know if it was Sean or Stace that showed me, but they were like, "Hey!" And I looked at it. It was like guest announcements. Uh, Chandler Riggs, who plays uh, Carl. Yep. And I was just like, a lot of people gave him shit, especially in the first couple of seasons. But I actually like him. I think. Him and uh, him and Rick's characters in The Walking Dead have the biggest story that's been told so far, yep. and so much still to tell because there's so much they can still do with their characters. Where a lot of people have kind of like peaked, and there's not much else they can do with them. So, so yeah, that's going to be great. Be I'm, I'm down with. We'll, we'll definitely go to that. But yeah, they've only mentioned a few a few people so far, and obviously they're not going to mention like a lot of the uh, the big. A-listers until no doubt much closer to the time, very much like they did with Comic Con recently. Mr. Sigourney Weaver, I am broke, but I thought, fuck it, <laughs> I am having a picture with Sigourney next to a power loader, and I'm going to be so happy. <laughs> 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 I cannot wait, and um, even even Emma, well, I, I texted her when I saw the announcement. I didn't think she would buy a ticket, and I texted her and said, Sigourney's coming, and mine and Emma's favourite film of all time is Aliens. And she went straight on there and bought. She spent a hundred quid and wow. bought a ticket to a photo with her. Um, so Emma is very excited. Yeah. So. Well, that's good. I was I was very much like I was very much the same as Sean on this, um, where it was nice seeing everybody really excited about it. Everybody, especially everybody within the the Nashcast community, um, everybody was super like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it!" and all that kind of stuff. And me and Sean were both just kind of like sat there going, "Huh." And it, it is a big announcement, and it's cool, but I don't know. It's weird that there was no like drive for us to go like, "Oh my god, I need to have a picture." It's cool that she's going, and I called it straight away because when they said there's a special announcement, and this comes like shortly after they announced Bill Paxton, I yeah. was like, "It's got to be aliens related." 
Mm. Uh, and I was like, we had Michael Bean in, like, the year before, so I was like, it's not going to be him. So I called it. I probably would have been a bit more excited if they announced Linda Hamilton, but oh. you know, unless she's gonna, no. unless she's gonna reenact a scene in a photo op where I get to pretend to be Carl Reese in bed. <laughs> but I would have been cool to see her. But... Linda Hamilton in a long time. Yeah, she's. Yeah. You can tell it's her, but I mean, uh, age hits us all, I guess, at some point sooner or later. Are you um, going to get another picture with Leah Thompson just because you can? Prob- <laughs> <laughs> probably. I don't. Well, probably not, to be honest. Um, just to get another hug with her. <laughs> I still have really fond memories of, of the, the first encounter. Because I remember when, when we showed up, it was straight first thing in the morning. We went in and looked around for like 10, 15 minutes. And then, and then I had there. to go queue. And yeah, it was, it was straight. It was in and out. And I was like, wow. And it took a while to process that that actually happened. You just met yeah. And back then, there wasn't like instant pictures. It was yet to wait and then go to that fucking table where all the pictures were for everybody and fight your way through it to find yours. Um, and yeah, and that was really awesome. Still, lovely, lovely picture, and she's awesome. But no, I don't have many expectations. Gonna see Noah Wiley from mm, ER dude, and Falling dude. Skies. He's fucking awesome and damn good looking. Good beard. Yes, I'm hoping he still has that. Good beard. Uh, and if, and then on top of that, there isn't really anybody kind of screaming at. Oh, um, Oh, what's her name? I want to say Emily something or other. The chick that played Beth in Walking Dead. Because oh. I want to be in my favorite show. I, I want to get... No, I want to get like um, one of those long shot pictures of like the whole cast. Okay. And uh, over the course of the next few years, try and get like everybody to sign it. Nice. Or everybody that I, I'm interested in. I want to get like... I don't know, one of the seasonal promo shots. Not off season. Prob- not, probably not off season four or five. Because like, for example... The the, the 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 guys that play um like Tyrese and Sasha more recently in More in Fire, I I I got no interest in their characters, don't like them. Um It's more like the the main core group of like the guys that play uh, I'm not gonna go through all the actors' names because I won't be able to remember them all, but the guys that play Rick, probably Carl, Beth, Maggie, oh Lauren Cohen. Oh my god. Um Maggie's lovely. Chick that plays Carol and uh, probably Daryl, I guess Norman Reedus again. I think that's probably maybe about it. Oh yeah, and Glenn. Sean yeah. Yoon, whatever his name is. Yeah. Um but yeah, Andrew Lincoln for definite. I just Maggie. want to get like literally just a core of uh, the, the the main cast of them, not um one of like every single person that's been in it. I think that'd be cool to do. Kind of like what Sean's doing with his uh, his Firefly or Serenity picture, where he's got like um, the core cast of it, and he's got I think like half of it or over half of it signed. Yes, including Adam Baldwin, I think. Did he get him his autograph? I think so. Yeah, I'm sure he was. I can't there, remember actually. No. But yeah, it's. Uh... Yeah, it's going to be Comic Con's going to be really good this year. Yep, there's lots in the uh, there's lots of plans in the works. So between us, Lord, and everybody that's already been on Nashcast and that will be on Nashcast, we're going strong for another good year at least. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for us for everyone to hear episode sixty. <laughs> I was just about well. to say episode sixty 
It, should we, I mean, not to do spoilers, but uh, I think I've already kind of said what it's about. Yeah, I have, yeah. It's going to be... It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a whopper, especially with all the sound effects that I'm adding in at the moment. I just remember, yeah. That, especially was... that shotgun <laughs> action. Yeah, it's going to be a good, it's a good, it's a good finale. It's, a good yes, thing. it's a good um, conclusion to a saga that's kind of pretty much been with us since the very beginning, um, at least episode five. I feel sorry for anybody who is like, well, oh, I, I don't know what they're talking about. And they go back to listen to episode five and then episode 30 to have it concluded at episode 60. Because five, the sound quality back then wasn't as good as we've made it to be these days. Right. Episode 30 is a lot better and was more fun. And yeah, hopefully <laughs> episode 60 will be a good giggle. So, yeah, it's a very personal episode. Lost Takers was one of the first things we did, isn't it? It's a closure of oh, the trilogy. It is. It's our Cornetto trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but at the same time, it opens a new doorway, if you remember how we ended it. Yes, I do. To a new universe. Have you, um, not for spoilers or anything, but have you have you been working on yes, that list at all? There's, there's stuff in the works. Nice. Yeah, so we will start our new trilogy maybe after Comic Con. I've got two out of the five of my I've list. got three. Nice. Yeah, I think we'll start that after Comic Con, and that'll be a whole new trilogy. Yeah, that'll be great. Super. I'm excited. Okay. Awesome. Right. Well, let's uh, let's bid everybody adieu, or adieu, or whatever the saying is. <laughs> Have a Jew. A Jew. Have a Jew. Do you want a Jew? <laughs> <laughs> ah, vultures. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. <laughs> He's brilliant. Don't tell my son to shut up. I love him. <laughs> you knew, and you did nothing. With the shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at all ah, vultures. <laughs> <laughs> I like him in the drive into Washington. He's just like, you know, can you speed up? He's just like, I'm being cut up here. He's just like, no, you're not. There's nobody there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's great. He's brilliant. He's he's one of my favourite all-time uh, older characters in a movie. Uh, After I'm to be him, I hope he's still alive because he was fairly oldish when he did Independence Day in '96. Uh, wait a minute, it's not checkmate. It's not checkmate. We need to find out if that man is still kicking. In fact, let me check. I don't even. Do you know his name? No, but I don't think he is. I'm sure I looked this up a while ago. I think he I doubt if the guy is still alive. Probably choked, choked on a cigar or something. Judd, Judd Hirsch. He is alive and kicking, 80 years old. Good man. Wow, so he could make a return. Born in the Bronx, 1935. That would be great if, for whatever reason, they link him into the new film and they go... Oh, oh that would be great. <laughs> Mailman goes to deliver letters and he's still opening up the door with a shotgun. <laughs> that would be... Oh, dude, he's in it. He's is in he? It. I've just had the cast for Independence yes! Day. Yes! <laughs> Winning! <laughs> we get to see him Vultures. again. He is back. Ah, well, that's me, Muddy. But no, Jeff Goldblum. Yes, no. Here we go. So the only person we don't have is Will Smith. We've got Jeff Goldblum reprising David Levinson. Nice. We have got uh, Bill Pullman as president. We have got Brent Spinner again as Doctor Oaken. Yep. We've got Jed Judd Hirsch as uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad. Back in it, we've got. Roland Emmerich, the same director. We've got the same composer. I was worried about the music. Same composer. Um, 
I think it's going to be great. The only person not in it is Will, but his son, not his son in real life, but his son in the film apparently is in it. But I think it'll be great. What about the chick that um, was Goldblum's wife, but then divorced, but then hooked up again? Nope. No. Oh. No talk of her. But I'm really looking forward to this. Using recovered alien technology, the nations of Earth have collaborated on an immense defense program to protect the planet. Nothing can prepare us for the aliens' advance and unprecedented force. Only the ingenuity of a few brave men and women can bring our world back from the brink of extinction. You know, yes, when, when, you, when you say about the um, like all the, all the good guys, like the different countries and stuff coming together, there's the that's the one part that I cannot stand in that film when oh, they, they betray the British. Yes. Hello? Oh, it's about yes. bloody time. What the hell yes. did they plan to do? Johnny, they've got this year. Fuck you all, mate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will send everything we got, yeah? Fucking hell. <laughs> They're going to take their shields down, bruv. Fuck it. <laughs> My God, they've taken Washington. <laughs> we don't talk like that. Oh, uh, yeah. It was, just, it was absolutely terrible. It's like, oh, it's a message coming in from uh, America. And that fucking... Sergeant guys, it's like, well, it's about bloody time. What do they plan to do? (laughs) What do we do? (laughs) Well, it's not us. That is not the British Army. No. Uh, But yeah, uh, cited Independence Day 2. Bring it. Yeah, let's do it. Summer. This summer? Next summer. June 16th, 2016. So it's not going to be a July 4th thing again? No, apparently not. I don't know why they haven't marketed it on the 4th of July, but it says on MTB. 24th of June, 2016. Which will, after this film, also be known as American Holiday. Cool. So next year we get Batman v Superman and Independence Day 2, so far. Excellent. And a new Star Wars film. New Star Wars film. Every year from now on. Good time to be a Star Wars fan, if you ask me. <laughs> it is. It's what we've been waiting for for a long, long time. <laughs> so... Bid the Jews. Yes, have a Jew. And uh, for episode 59, we're going to do uh, a quick ending. I'm Scott. I'm Adam. Good journey. Good journey. Good journey.